Good morning, Family Church Waterside. It's good to be here again after the Christmas break, isn't it? It's good to see everyone's lovely faces. So I hope you all had a good New Year, good Christmas, um, and are excited for the year to come. So I've got the honor this morning of sharing the word with you all. Um, And obviously we've got a shorter service today, so this word will be a little bit shorter than normal. Um, But I hope it encourages you, challenges you, and helps you to better love the Lord your God with all your heart. So shall we pray? Let's pray. Okay. Father God, we thank you that for this new year that you've made. We thank you for Christmas and time with family, and we thank you that we're able to gather here this morning um, to worship you, to hear from your word, and to glorify you, God. I pray that you would just um, help this word to go into the hearts of everyone that's here this morning. I pray that you would just be with us and that you would be here and we would know your peace and your presence in this place, Lord. I pray you'd just use me as a vessel to speak into the hearts of everyone here. Um, and I pray you'd be glorified in it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, uh, if you're taking notes um, or you've got your Bible with you, uh, would you turn with me over to 2 Corinthians 5.17. So that's 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Um, I'll just give you a minute to find that. Um, so, in this uh, verse... Paul, the Apostle Paul, is talking to the Corinthians at the church in Corinth about the reality of what Christ has accomplished on the cross and about the perspective that we should have as a result of that. So here, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Um, So the old has passed away, the new has come. So John 3.3, 3, that's another verse, John 3.3. 3. So Jesus, speaking to the Pharisee Nicodemus, tells him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. So we've just had the Christmas period, um, at the time when we celebrate specifically the birth of Christ, right? Um, and when we celebrate the birth of Christ, we're also celebrating the stuff that comes with that. We celebrate the fact that a savior has been born to us, right? Who would one day go on to lay his life down to be the sacrifice for our sins. Um, and in doing so, Christ ushered in the outbreak of the kingdom of God on earth um, and enabled us to enter into that kingdom by faith. So Jesus says, you must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. Well, how are we born again? That's the question that Nicodemus, in fact, asked. Um, And we're born again of the spirit into this new life, this new creation, as Paul talks about, when we're in Christ. He says, if you are in Christ, you're a new creation. So the new birth causes a new creation. Um, And we're in Christ when our faith is in Christ. That's what Paul means. So which is to say that you're a Christian, right? If you're a Christian, it means your faith is in Christ. So I want to encourage you this morning. I want to encourage you that if you've turned from your sin, believed the gospel, the good news of God, that Christ has redeemed you uh, and paid the penalty for sin, um, then you are a new creation, right? And you've been born again and have been made brand new. You've been made brand new. And I think it's a nice coincidence that the new new year um, follows on so soon after Christmas in our calendars. Um, We've just celebrated the birth of our Savior, um, and then a a short wait, and boom, boom. New beginning, right? The new, the new beginning of the new year. And, we have an, and of course, we have a new beginning, a new birth in a much more powerful way with much greater ramifications than simply a calendar change. It's not just a, for us, it's not just like a turning it over and, oh, yeah, new year now. It's actually a transformation inside of us. It has so much more power to it. But it, the, the principle is there. You can see it in the, short, the birth of the Savior, new year. 
So the Christmas carol, um, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, it's a great Christmas carol, um, puts it really nicely when it says that you know, he, Jesus, was born to give them second birth. Um, that's one of the lines in there. I love that line. Um, so we've celebrated the birth of Christ. Um, and in doing so, we also hopefully acknowledge um, and celebrate the purpose that he was born for, right? Um, to redeem sinners, to purchase them with his blood, to buy them, to make them brand new, um, to become sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. So he gives us a second birth, like the carol says. So again, I want to emphasize this amazing news and echo the encouragement the Apostle Paul gives. If anyone here this morning is in Christ, then today you are a new creation. You are brand new inside. So just let that sit with you for a second. The scarlet stain of sin has been t- washed white as snow, right? The, the old nature that's tainted and sick with sin and rebellion against God has been removed. And a brand new nature, born of God, born of the Spirit, has been freely given to all who believe. So let that just cause joy to rise within you. That's a joyful thing. Um, and spur you on to worship our Christ, our Savior, right? That's a joyful thing. You are a new creation. And it's not just, it's not just words I'm saying. It's actually some, it means something for you, right? And it means that you are brand new. You have been born again if your faith is in Christ. So just internalize that. Let it sit with you. Think on it. Dwell on it. So, and if you are not someone who has yet put your faith in Christ to take away your sins and make you right with God, something we could never hope to do, then the good news that I want to present to you this morning is that salvation is a free gift for all. Right? That's the news that Jesus came to proclaim. You can, you can be made a brand new creation, washed clean from sin and made right with God by faith alone. Right? All have sinned, but we can all find total forgiveness and salvation in Christ. And then at the end, I'm going to pray a prayer and offer an opportunity for anyone who wants to do that to do so and to let us know. So to be a new creation, what does, that, what does that mean for us, right? What does it actually mean that we are a brand new creation? Um, and as I and the Apostle Paul says, um, if you are in Christ, then the reality is that you are already a new creation, right? It's not something you need to do. You don't need to add to that. You are already a new creation. Um, so he has made you new, right? That's a past tense v- verb, right? It's past tense. He has made you new. And that's how you're able to have a relationship with God right now. You've been born again. You've been made brand new. And Jesus said, you must be born again. Um, despite anything we've done before, right? And that's a miracle, right? That's, a, that's the biggest miracle of all that we could ever hope for, right? The biggest thing. Um, and that, again, links to the new year. We look for a new beginning at the new year. People make New Year's resolutions. People go about, you know, people plan things. And, and we sort of recognize it's this new beginning. But I want to let you know that you, you, we have a brand new beginning in Christ. And you have been made new. So you can forget the things that have gone before because Jesus has made you new through the new birth. So, as I say, this has to mean something for us. Okay? It's not, it's not just a theory that you can sit and learn about. It's not like in school when you think about maths and you're like, oh, I'm never going to use this in real life. Right? It's not, it's not, I'm, I'm not a lecturer. I'm not a university lecturer. You're not my students. Like, it's, not, it's not just a theory. You can't, you, it has to be more than something that we can just sit there and go, hmm, that's nice. Right? It's like, you, I, don't, I don't just want people to just go, hmm, yeah, that's interesting, nice, good, that's encouraging. Um, but it, it ha- we have to recognize and, and internalize inside of us this incredible thing that God has done. Um, see past the kind of the Christianese phrasing. It becomes familiar to us when we hear this, this kind of language a lot. Right? You have been made new, and we, I'm sure lots of you have heard that verse before. Um, and it's easy to just sort of 
blank out what it really means because we just hear it so often. It just becomes this kind of phrase that we use. Like, oh, are you a born-again Christian, people say. Um, you, you know, have you been made new? Are you, have you been redeemed? Have you been made new? Is that, has the old passed away? Um, but see past that and recognize that God has made the dead come to life. God has made, he birthed within us a new self. He created from nothing a new self. Um, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, God made him, that's Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And that's the reality this morning, right? That, that reality is more than nice phrases and catchy sound bites, yeah? It, it, it means something for your life. It means something in the here and now. So you are brand new. So it means, firstly, the old has passed away. That's the first part of the sentence that Paul says. So as, um, as Paul says to the Corinthians, you know, the old has gone, the new has come. So what old things have passed away, you might ask, and I would answer. All the former things that, you t- that tainted your life and came packaged with the sinful nature that was within you, you're right, and me, um, all of it is gone. Your sin is gone, your pride is gone, your love of self is gone, the former habits and passions that we had that were contrary to what God wanted for us, gone. Old mindsets, old ways of life, gone. All of it. Everything that came packaged with that is all gone, dead and buried and gone, right? And this is good. These things are worthless and vain in comparison to God's glory, right? Why, would, why wouldn't we want them gone, right? These separated us from him. They're gone. We want them gone. Bye. Um, <laughs> So count yourselves dead to these things, right? Paul says, um, I haven't got a verse reference for this. He says, count yourselves dead to sin, right? You, you, can, you can recognize that actually I have been made new. I am dead to these things. I, these things no longer hold me. They no longer have impact on my life, right? Because these are gone, dead and buried. So recognize that. Count yourselves dead to them, right? Recognize I am new. I have been made brand new in Christ, and that's wonderful news. R- remind yourself that they've been put to death and so that you no longer need live in them. So not only, though, are these gone, um, something that you can often see in Scripture, um, that especially in Paul's letters, uh, is this idea of replacement, right? Not simply elimination. Um, God hasn't just eliminated these things um, from us by nailing, to the cro- nailing them to the cross with Christ, um, but he's also replaced them with something new, right? It's not just that the old is gone, but that the new has come, right? It's not he didn't just do away with the old and then leave us there looking for something around. He's, he's actually replaced it with something better, something new, something powerful, so a brand new thing, a brand new creation. So those old dead things have been replaced with the life-filled and glorious new things, right? The old self has passed away with all of its corruption and death, decay, right? He's created within each believer a new and fresh uh, creation, new desires, new attitudes, new feelings, new understanding, and new purpose. And again, if this isn't you, it can be, right? It, the good news of God is that you can become brand new through faith in Christ. He makes, all, he makes you new. So the world will begin to look different to us when we're new, right? Everything, everything around us looks different. We're suddenly seeing through this lens of the new creation because it, it, it's, not just, it's not just, as I say, it's not just simply words. It's not, just, I'm, it's not like just a theory that just has no bearing on reality. This is the truth, right? It's the truth that you are brand new. So that means that actually you do see things new because it's the reality that within you there's a new thing. 
right? There's a new thing. So why wouldn't it affect the way you see things, the way you're, you perceive the world, the way you look at the Bible, right? Um, God's word has a new beauty to it that you didn't see before. Verses start popping up that you're like, well, I never, how did I not see this before? Where was this when I was reading it yesterday, the day before, right? You, you know, people, you can know there are like all sorts of various people who read the, have read the Bible all the way through and are not Christians, right? You don't have to be a Christian to read the Bible, but I think you do have to be a Christian to see the Bible for all it's worth, right? You, it's when only through the lens of this new creation, through the spirit living within us, can we see this, the, the depth and, of God's word and, and love it in the way that, you know, we should because it's God's own word. So even our views of the things around us um, begin to change. We echo King David in Psalm 19, verse 1. That's Psalm 19, verse 1. Um, in recognizing the heavens declared the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands, right? We recognize creation sings the glories of God. We recognize new beauty in things that we didn't see before. We, we give glory to God for it. The skies declare his glory. Um, love and compassion, for our enemies, replaces the hate and long for, longing for revenge that once filled us, right? We have a new, we have a new nature, and that na- new nature acts differently, right? It acts differently to the old nature. So the love, complace, love replaces hate, compassion replaces revenge, right? We desire that everyone would find this peace with God that we have through Christ, right? We want other people to have this, why would we not? Why would we not? We recognize what we've been saved from, and suddenly this, the, 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 the fog has been cleared away, and we see clearly through the, through the lens of the new creation. So we recognize that. Um, the things we once desired no longer find a place in our minds, and we long for the things of God instead. Right? We throw off the sin that ensnares us, as Hebrews says, um, and the old self that has passed away. And in Ephesians 4.24, Paul writes that we instead should put on the new self, created to be like God in righteousness and holiness. So this morning, throw off the old self, count yourselves dead to the old self, because it is dead, right? And put on the new self, created to be like God in righteousness and holiness, right? That's the new creation within you. That's the new you, right? People say, new year, new you, right? But, and that is true for us as Christians, you know, it's not just because of the new year, though, but all the time. You're a new you if, you've been, if, you've, if you're in Christ, as Paul says. Um, so I guess you could title this message, Happy New You. Right? That's, a, that's a pretty good one. Um, so, yeah, God has not only removed from us this old nature, but he's blessed us with a new one. Um, so remind yourselves of that, right? Let it stir up this wonder and awe within you and praise within you, right? Let it spur you on to worship. Let that be the purpose of, of this. Like, let it actually cause change. And how could it not, right? How could it not cause worship within us when we recognize the transformation that has taken place in the very core of who we are? So this January, uh, as Pastor Paul said, and we saw the video, the theme we're focusing on as a church is Uh, the idea of breakthrough, the 31 days of breakthrough on our second day of that right now. Um, So five minutes, three times a day. Um, We're going to pray for breakthrough uh, from God in the lives of other people, right? Not not focusing on ourselves, but on others around us, others in the church. Um, Don't get me wrong. You please do continue praying in your daily prayer time for yourself and anything that's going on. But specifically, five minutes, three times a day, lay that aside for for other people and for, for their breakthrough. So this morning, I just want to first remind you of the incredible breakthrough that God has already done, 
right? Psalm 77:11 says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. And Deuteronomy 6:12, God tells the Israelites, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. So we see the, the psalmist there um, recognizing what God has done, right? And in Deuteronomy, God himself reminds the Israelites to remember him and what he has done for them as well. So we see this so many times when God is speaking to his people. He reminds them of what he has already done. Um, and I think there's a great parallel there as well between coming out of the land of Egypt um, and, uh, and coming out of the, the old nature, right? Because we, we see in Scripture this parallel between, um, between the world, the sinful world, and Egypt, right? And, you know, we, kind of, we, we see the parallels between us and Israel in the Old Testament often. Um, so the story of the Exodus, the Israelites leaving Egypt, the Passover, um, watch The Prince of Egypt, it's a great film, <laughs> um, and all of that, all of that stuff is, you know, it really happened, but it's also a foreshadowing of the work that God would later do. It, it foreshadows, right? It's, it's, like a, it's like a mirror of stuff that is, would happen later, to, like thousands of years in the future when Jesus came. Um, we see in scripture that Egypt represents the spiritually dead world, um, and God brought his people out of slavery from in, in, in Egypt into the promised land, right? And in the exact same way, God has brought us out of slavery to sin, out of the world, and into his kingdom, the promised land, right? He has done that for us too, right? We recognize when we, what, what happened for Israel is what has happened for us in Christ. Um, so th- this comparison works even better when we realize that, right? Remember the deeds of the Lord. Do not Be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Um, and remember the deeds of the Lord. So it can absolutely be unhealthy, don't get me wrong, to dwell on the past in a way that means you're stuck there, you won't live in the present or look forward to the future. But it can be unhealthy to not learn from the past too, right? To, not, to pretend it doesn't exist, and it's good and right to acknowledge the past. Um, and in this context, what God has already done, right? What we recognize, the, the amazing ways that God has already broken through, not only just in our day-to-day lives that we've already seen, but also in the amazing work that he did in making us a new creation. That's the ultimate breakthrough. He broke through the barrier between us and God. Jesus tore the veil, as we, I think that was in the song we were just singing. Um, he, he broke the barrier between man and God and ended the separation. And that is the ultimate breakthrough. Um, and he's caused, caused this new creation to replace our rebellious old nature. So we'd do well to remember that, right? To keep it in our minds for perspective, right? We, can, we call it to the forefront of our mind and remember that and, and thank him for it. Um, and that should cause a constant attitude of worship um, within us as well. Um, you know, I think if God never did anything else for us, I think we would be right to just constantly be praising his name and worshiping him purely on the basis that he saved us from, from sin, right? That's the, that's the biggest breakthrough of all. Even if he never did anything for us other than that, that he's still worthy of worship. Um, you know, you can't overstate the impact of this brand new creation and the eternal consequences of this new birth. So I'd encourage you to have that same attitude as the psalmist, right? Um, I will remember the deeds of the Lord, Right, So we're heading into this month now. We've just started it. And as we go in, keep in your mind the things that God has already done. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Um, And the second thing I want to encourage you to all do is to allow this miracle of this new birth, this new creation, to affect your faith. Right. So if you're a Christian, you're someone who's placed your faith in Christ to take away your sin, you have been made new. You have been born again. 
you've not just been cleaned up. You've not just had a couple of parts replaced. Um, you are brand new. The old is dead and buried and gone, and the new has come, has been created within you. So he's caused what was dead to be made alive, and only he could do that. And if he could do that, which he did, then he can do anything, right? That's the biggest miracle of all. So allow this to affect your faith, right? If he did that, what can he not do? If he can raise the dead to life, he overcame death itself, he can do anything, right? Um, so allow that to affect your faith, no matter how hopeless your situation seems. I, I don't know what's going on in all your lives, but no matter how hopeless the situation seems, no matter how insurmountable the odds are, right? no matter how heartbroken you feel, you can rest assured that God can do anything. Right? He, he is good and loving and merciful and a source of strength for those that are his. Right? Rest in that. Allow that to affect your faith. That's what the Bible says. It's the truth. Right? So you can rest in that knowledge. Um, you can know that God hasn't forsaken you, right? He is with you. Remember the amazing things he has done and rest in the peace and the joy that comes from being right with him and knowing him intimately, right? And press forward. Um, In Philippians, we're told to pray without ceasing. Um, You can press forward knowing that he hears those prayers that you're praying and he's totally in control. He's sovereign, right? You you don't need to worry, right? You You can rest in him. You can lay it down at his feet. He's near to you and he knows what he's doing, right? <laughs> that's, that's something we need to remind ourselves of often. He knows what he's doing, right? He's not, he's, he's not taken by surprise. He's not taken aback. He hasn't dropped the ball, right? He's fully omnipotent, all-powerful, right? He knows what he's doing. Omniscient, he knows everything. So he, he knows everything and he can do everything, right? So rest assured in that. Remind yourselves of that. Of course, though, God isn't always it, god isn't a genie that just gives us always what we want um you know we, as we've been talking about over christmas um jesus came in a way that people didn't expect right he, he came to save us in a way that people didn't expect no one expected god to be made flesh to dwell among us and to die a criminal's death to redeem us that wasn't something that people were anticipating at the time people didn't think that that's what would happen they thought the messiah would be a military savior mostly um, and it, so it was totally unexpected. But in the same way that he broke through the barrier between us and God in a way that seemed crazy and inexplicable to people at the time, people thought it was crazy that, that, that God would come as a man and die on the cross for us. Um, he may be wanting to impact your life in a way that you're not expecting, right? And a way that you can't see the reasoning for. And, you know, we, sometimes we can think, think we need something, but the reality is that God knows what we do actually need. Right? And we can rest in that. We can rest in the knowledge that he knows what we need and that he knows what's actually best for us. You know, if you've, if you've got children, um, you'll, and you know, I'm speaking from experience of being a child, not having children. Um, <laughs> but sometimes you think, you know, sometimes the children think they know best, right? And that, you know, they want to touch the, the fire or they want to stick their hand in the, uh, in the, or stick a fork in the plug socket or, you know, do silly things that they think that it's going to be fun or they don't know the consequences of. And, and you have to be, as a parent, you have to be able to go like, um, no, that's not what you need to do right now. You need to be safe. Um, so children don't always know best. In the same way, you know, we don't always know what's best for us. Um, and so we think we might need one thing, um, but God does really know the reality of what we need. And it might be the same thing that we think we need, but it also might not. So just bear that in mind. Um, so, but we can rest that God sees and knows everything and that, his plan, and that he knows his plans for us. Um, he hears our prayers that we're dearly beloved children um, and that we have been made a brand new creation. 
Um, it just, and he works all things together for our good, um, as we're told in the Bible, right? All things work together for our good. Um, it just may not be the good that we were expecting, right? Um, and that's how Paul was able to write in Philippians 4, 11 to 13. It's four, Philippians 4, 11 to 13. I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Right? And that's a, such a statement. Right? That's, such a, that's such an incredible thing to know, whatever the answer is for what we're asking for, that we can be content in all circumstances in him. Right? Sometimes God says no, sometimes God says yes. But we can be content in all circumstances through him who gives us strength. And we'd all do well, I think, to aspire to be like Paul. Right? Finding our ultimate fulfillment and contentment in Christ and fully trusting in his goodness. Right? So this month, press forward with the perspective um, and encouragement that comes from knowing that you are brand new in Christ, right? That you have been made brand new, that you're born again. You have been born again, a fresh birth, a second birth, brand new. All the old has gone, the new has come. That God has done the impossible and reconciled you to himself, right? That was an impossible thing, but for God it was possible. The old has gone, the new has come. Think on that verse, meditate on it, internalize it, and recognize the reality of the situation. It's not just a theory. It's not just words. It's not just empty phrases. It's the truth. And then go ahead and praise him for that, right? Let that affect your worship. Let your faith be strengthened as well by the knowledge uh, that he has already done the impossible, that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ask or imagine. If he can do, if he can raise the dead from life, raise the dead to life. If he can resurrect um, the dead, if he can save a sinner, right? He can do anything. Your situation is not hopeless, right? There is hope in him, and you can be content in every circumstance in him. Um, rest in the knowledge that he cares for you, and he knows what's beneficial to our body and soul even better than we do, and that's a good thing. So, on that final note, I'd like to pray. Right. Um, if everyone could just bow their heads and close their eyes as, as I pray, that would be great. Um, and at the end, when everyone's eyes are still closed, I'm just going to offer the opportunity for you to pop your hand up and let me know that you'd like to talk to someone about Jesus um, or you'd like to put your faith in him. Or, and you can have a chat with somebody um, just at the end um, to make the best decision of your life. Okay, so let's, let's just pray. So, Father God, I thank you that through Christ you have made us new. You have redeemed us and purchased us with your blood, and that you have made us new. You have given us a second birth, a brand new chance, a brand new creation. And this new creation is free from all the limitations of the old. It's free from the sin and sickness of the old. I thank you, God, for that. I thank you that you have made us brand new, and that it's all through faith in Christ and nothing that we can do. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for that. I just pray, God, um, that you would help us to recognize this reality um, and just to know it and experience it in our own lives and to help that outwork in our day to day. I pray you just help us to worship you with that knowledge and that thankfulness that comes from being made brand new. Amen.